All right. It appears we are on the air. Um, let's see. Sesh, are you ready to go? I am. Maria, are you ready to go? That is correct. All right, then. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, all you SpryTubers, Twitchers, and Pod people out there. Welcome to the Could You Do It Better podcast, where filmmaker, gamer extraordinaire, and the behind-the-scenes awesomeness known as Sesh, and the writing and directing sensation known as Maria, discuss popular television shows and movies, and answer the always controversial question of, could you do it better? Today, we will be discussing episode one, the season one premiere of Ryan Condal's House of the Dragon television series, based upon George R.R. R. Martin's novel, Fire and Blood. And as for me, I'm Jonathan the Intern, and unlike our two experts, have no industry experience whatsoever. In other words, I'm much like young Alison Tower, daughter of the hand, as I am under weekly orders to pimp myself out in the nicest frock my mom owns, such that I can deliver my novella of a script to our royalty here. And now to Sesh and Maria! Woo! <laughs> We're back! Oh my yes. gosh, Thanks it has been intro. too long. <laughs> yes, no, thank you, thank you. You know, I just read what I'm told. I uh, don't even understand what I'm reading. So it's, it's great, it's great. Um, again, uh, we're back after The Watchmen. We had our start in uh, in Game of Thrones. Yes. So uh, we're back at it again. Uh, before we start, uh, I should say spoiler warning. Uh, in this episode, uh, we will be doing a detailed recap of episode one of the House of the Dragon TV series that will contain spoilers throughout. That's right. We will be spoiling the premiere in about 30 seconds. So if you haven't watched this episode and don't want to hear spoilers before you do, please feel free to put us on mute as you watch the episode, then rewatch our show afterwards. That's called Double View Counts, my peoples. And now, on to the recap, as mandated by our legal department. In a world where history is narrated and captioned on a blank screen instead of acted, we find out that a woman has been passed over for promotion to president in favor of a man with half her experience and even less claim to the throne simply due to her gender. Truly shocking. And I, for one, am glad this has never been an issue within human history. Jump forward 22 years where we go on a two-minute dragon flight. Ooh. Ah, and we find ourselves in the new king's small council, where we learn that he has driven the kingdom into financial troubles, he has sores and infections from the throne not agreeing with him, and he has no male heir. You know what that means. Executive bonuses, baby! He gets so excited, he decides to run to his 18-month pregnant wife in the middle of water birthing to give her the good news that he's throwing a party they don't have the money to pay for to celebrate the birth of a boy that will finally replace that useless royal cup-bearer daughter he has because she is a girl. What could go wrong? Enter his brother, angry Doctor Who, Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, who decides the only correct way to party is go judge dread on the local criminal populace in the city. I am the law! 25 minutes in, first sex scene. New record, winner, angry Doctor Who and a prostitute not to be named later. Skip ahead and it's time to partay. The whole town cheers on the Queen's labor, just like in real life. 
But what medieval party would be complete without jousting? Jousting, fun for the whole family until someone loses a pancreas, just like cornhole. And right on time, angry Doctor Who shows up wearing the most non-functional and absolutely useless helmet ever and proceeds to trip a horse because angry Doctor Who must be a dick in every scene. Meanwhile, childbirth is a mother. Intercut. And a fight breaks out at the sanction fight. Intercut to a 4C section. Intercut back to the fight. Intercut again. Intercut to blood. Intercut to more blood. Intercut. 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 Intercut to angry Doctor Who losing a joust. But he's still so angry, so he beats up the better opponent. Intercut to more blood. Intercut to angry Doctor Who grandstanding like an idiot before losing to a Dornishman. Take notes, Prince Oberyn. This could come in hand in 120 years. Intercut to yet more blood. Will this force birthing scene ever end? Holy God! Finally, it's over. And shockingly, losing an entire body weight of blood during the delivery is indeed life-threatening. But hey, it's a boy! And the baby is dead now also. Jump cut to the funeral by dragon, and jump cut again to the small council, where the hand displays perfect timing by bringing up line of succession immediately after the king lost his wife and child. Smart idea. I'm sure that will go well for him. But the king is not done yet, as he pimps out his own daughter to seduce her best friend's grieving dad by wearing her mom's clothes and reading him a history bedtime story. Honestly, this might be the worst player of the game since Ned Stark. And I'm sure it'll go just as well. Cut to our first orgy. A whole 52 minutes into the show, yet another record. Take a bow, you 50 or so extras. It is there where Angry Doctor Who makes a speech that we don't get to hear, but instead gets exposited by the hand to drive a long plot. So apparently soliloquies and whorehouses are not considered <clears throat> private counsel. <laughs> who knew? We King Milktoast is shocked Angry Doctor Who is angry and uses teacher voice to send him away. Yeah, that'll work. We King Milktoast names royal cupbearer daughter Rhaenyra next in line for succession over her older male uncle twice her age, breaking the own precedent he set by making himself king. Irony. And sure, that'll work too. He tells her the big royal secret. Winter is coming! <laughs> same thing music, second time, same as the first. End scene. This episode was sponsored by the Historical Affairs Book Club. Are you in need of some nonfiction that stimulates even the most listless of readers? Whether it's a one-time purchase or our book of the month discounted details, here at the Historical Affairs Book Club, we offer antique illustrated parchment books that will open jaws, create protuberances, and make any besties dad explode in exultation. Historical Affairs Book Club. We put the affairs back in books. Back to you, Session, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that recap. Uh, all of it is back in my memory now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if we weren't sponsored, we wouldn't be doing the show. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta. Sponsored? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> sponsored. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I think we're going to go ahead and, and kick this off. So sure. uh, Maria usually asks the questions. And, All right, uh, our, first, our first question of the evening is, Hot D, buying into the hype or destined to wipe? 
All right. Um, I think I am going to ask Sesh, what do you think? Is this show going to go anywhere or? Oh, oh boy. So I am very intrigued with some of the drama. I think they are giving us a lot of red herrings with the characters. Um, Story-wise, we just know that it all works out fine for at least another hundred and what, 50 years, hundred, how, <laughs> like until, you know, Robert Baratheon comes along and does some, some stuff. Uh, so story-wise, I'm, I'm usually way less intrigued with prequels. Um, I was not excited to hear about it, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I can't decide if I like the characters so far. Not really, although I am interested in what they will do. And I'm hoping it still kind of feels like a Game of Thrones. Um, just definitely not peak Game of Thrones, but a lot of the vibes are still there in ways. It's just, it's, it's kind of a rocky start. I feel like they need a little bit to get their footing, and they're not doing a great job of establishing yet so yeah i yes i i agree in that um i think the people working on this show are up against a really hard if not impossible task um that is to make a prequel where the central question is essentially already answered by goth and still somehow make it interesting so i think the only way that can be done is with really strong characters that go through heavy transformations to tickle our fancy and actually answer questions we didn't even know we had uh, from watching Game of Thrones. But from the pilot episode, I get more of the feeling that this show is more plot driven than character. And in that vein, I think it might not really strike where it needs to get that massive following uh, Game of Thrones received. But, you know, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, along those lines, you know, here, here's the thing. The writing of the writing style, at least, of Game of Thrones, it never did live up to the hype of the show, in my opinion. You know, I thought there were some truly great moments and even some very good arcs punctuated by tour de force acting performances by, you know, Charles Dance, Diana Rigg, Peter Dinklage, just to name a few. But I also felt that there were just as many moments that dragged on excruciatingly long and felt like they were solely there to include the basis of violent and sexual behavior. And by the final few seasons, it, it felt to me like the show was constantly one-upping itself with depravity. So I, I you know, based off of that, I, I really thought they got in the way of what could have been a much tighter and better story, in my opinion. And that show had an absolutely massive following, obviously, with the biggest type of any show out there. So for this show to live up to that level of hype, I personally think, I think that's impossible. That said... I did have some hope that lessons would be learned from the original series and that perhaps could lead to a show that was more streamlined, more purposeful than the original series. That said, after the first episode, I feel that hope dwindling. Um, as really, it seems even more frenetically paced with less happening, less intrigue, and somehow even more meaningless sex and violence than the original series, all without really establishing the characters aside from their most basic inclinations. So I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm not feeling the hype in this one. Um, but I think the brand name here will do a lot to avoid this from being a total wipe. 
Uh, I think the series will have a fairly decent run, but it won't have near the success of the original show. I agree with that. Um, I, I will say also that then pulling up the plot point of the White Walkers in this series was really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, honestly, I'm going to be upset if they even bring it up again because it's so stupid to have it in this. Like, it's at, we know for a fact it leads to nothing. Yeah. Why are they even mentioning it? Yeah. And like having only secret about that is just, it would have just been better to have actually been like lost to the ages. And like, it's just like not even going to be a plot device. It's going to be dumb. It's just going to be us seeing these characters that only know if like, you know, she's fighting for it. They're only going to know that they're correct because we've seen the future of the story. There's not going to be any validation for them. So I hope they drop it. I really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean to 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 further that, like I'd go ahead and say, you know, there is an argument to be made. Hey, this is its own show. You can't compare it to Game of Thrones. Throw that out the window. But it did seem like this episode did everything it could to be like, hey, we're Game of Thrones. This is Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is Game of Thrones. We're all attached. Game of Thrones. Let's start by talking about Daenerys. Okay, yeah. let's end with talking about the White Walkers and Winter, you know. We so. know where their bread is buttered. Yeah, something. yeah. So, okay, uh, next question. Was the central question for this pilot episode tantalizing enough for you? And if not, how could you have done it better? You guys go first on this one. All right. <laughs> I, you know, I, for me, I think the episode focused too much on the central question of the episode, which is, Will Renera, am I saying her name right? Renera, be chosen for the throne or some other male successor? I personally think it was too soon to make that an issue when I have yet to be properly intrigued by or introduced to any of the characters. I mean, I, I needed the first episode to get me asking why certain people behaved in the ways they did and a mystery to get my wheels turning. For example, with Game of Thrones, the first episode was primarily action and a giant mystery that drew us in. I didn't really get either of those. Instead, I felt like the plot was being pushed on me instead of unfolding in a natural way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it could have been tantalizing enough if there was just some more substance to it. For example, spending some time on Rhaenys Targaryen and Viserys Targaryen early on in the episode, showing that she was a strong candidate to the throne in her own right, only to be passed over for the weaker and hesitant Viserys due to his gender, I think would have helped. You know, I think it also would have helped if they gave a bit more depth to Daemon Targaryen's character, something that showed him as more than basically an angry lunatic. For example, say he did give a speech in that whorehouse, but it was a solemn one where he poured out a drink in sadness for the loss of his brother and his nephew uh, that was prince for a day to not make it through childbirth, only to leave, only to have the hand later misconstrue what he said to make it seem like he was celebrating the death. Mm. All while the younger Rhaenyra, say, acts in a seemingly more childish and spiteful manner. You know, just think of how much more depth that would have given the premise of the episode and how much better the opening scene and closing scene would mirror each other. As it was, it just fell flat for me as most of the scenes were just one-dimensional with, with very limited depth. That's a, that's yeah, a I, I would agree. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely agree with that. Like the central question of the first episode is just so weak. <laughs> like it even took me a second to think about it. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I guess it's, oh, if she's going to be the heir. I mean, was that ever not going to happen? There was no question in my head. Like that was, it was answered way before they answered it. And it was even a little disappointing that they ended up answering it. Um, I will say I had watched this with a friend and like we both, I, she knew, you know, we both obviously knew like, oh, it's going to be a girl. It's not going to be a boy. And I was like, you know what? I mean, obviously, but they're really playing that up. So I'm actually going to give the show credit if it is a baby boy instead of a baby girl. So, you know, a couple of points there for that. Um, and baby not surviving was honestly a, a little a little disappointing too because it would have been interesting to have a living child there that is not ready for the throne and that might have a target on its own back and who would be protecting it who would not be protecting it and that it just could have added another element of drama which would again slow down the question of just this one episode um yeah so plot wise i'm i'm Oh boy. Oh, I, I don't, I don't think this is, this is doing very good, but there are some character development things that I think are very interesting. So for, uh, Damon, for example, uh, I actually suspect he's not an angry lunatic at all. I think <laughs> he is very stern. We did see him doing aggressive things at the very beginning and they did make it very rampant. Like they're raiding the city, but they did also point out that, you know, in the end of that raid, these are criminals and they punish them according to their crime, which <laughs> not so bad in my book, you know, I mean, maybe you don't cut off someone's hand, <laughs> like it's excessive, maybe, you know, definitely not excessive for this world. Um, he was nice to his little, uh, cousin, you know, cousin niece, right? She's his niece. niece. Yes. yes. Niece. So she, he was kind to her. Uh, he fought at the tournament. He did not kill the man that he lost to. He didn't do anything disgraceful there. They were already, they established that, okay, fighting is just the thing. Uh, I mean, he fought, you know, dirty, but he didn't kill him. And he didn't kill him out of spite when he lost. Um, so we've seen that kind of stuff happen in the series before. And I think it was kind of, of a shame of what scenes they are choosing to show versus not show mm-hmm. so i think his speech as you said might have been manipulated uh <laughs> and misconstrued as something that wasn't solemn when in reality it was solemn because if you watch the scene he's sitting there just not enjoying anything while everyone else is celebrating and he's treating them he's just sitting there having the worst time ever at, uh, at the house. <laughs> so I suspect he does actually care. He does actually feel for his brother. He's not a lunatic. I think he's going to be a secret good guy who is very misjudged. Hopefully, so, but I don't have, I'm just hoping for that. Whereas I have very little other reasons to have any <laughs> in the show so far. So, so just the cut and exposition to like create it as a oh, surprise later where, where yes, 
I think characters are going to surprise us with who is and isn't I, uh, I decent, hope so. <laughs> but I'm also very disappointed so far with what they've been choosing to show us and not show us, so I get my hopes up when I look at it, but then when I look at it as a whole, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so hopeful that this will be good. Yeah, so is, is Damon the, the character that interests you the most in this series? Yes, that segues to our question of um, <laughs> what character interests you the most so far? Would you say that is your your most interesting, intriguing character? I'm curious with him. Um, I'm also very curious with uh, the queen that never was and her husband. I think them two in particular, they might go the other way where I feel as though they're making them very likable, but they are obviously very intelligent and have a lot of history. And I, I am very interested in them. Honestly, I want to know more about them and their dynamic and their dynamic with the family and, um, you know, evil doctor who as well would probably be my third second or third like they're they're all three of them are tied basically <laughs> with who i find most interesting our main girl unfortunately no king no <laughs> nobody else at all I, I think is interesting except maybe those three so far yeah you know i i felt like most of the characters missed their chance to shine in this first episode uh for example i i guess we'll i'll bring this up damon's bad behavior is mainly talked about and what we see of it is rushed and muted like they don't really hold yeah. on him very long it's like the cuts are just like hey he's here whatever uh even when people are goading him in, uh to give a celebratory speech over his dead nephew they cut away and like it, we've talked about they had the king the king only talk about it in the hand but what about us getting to be attached to him? We don't get that chance. Uh, maybe they chose us for a reason in the future, um, but his character's falling flat for me right now. Um, not enough time was spent on one character, or at least no one character made choices that were surprising and drew me in yet. Uh, the setup to the king's choice to end his wife's life um, to get a son was written all over the wall. I'm, um, however, somewhat interested in Allison's character, um, as it was unclear where her loyalties lie, as she's asked by her father to, to do the power play uh, over Rhaenyra's head and still be her friend. Honestly, the most refreshing character for me was Rickon Stark's um, demeanor, as brief as it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... I, I really don't have much to add here other than, you know, I'm I'm also intrigued by the queen that never was, uh, Rhaenys Targaryen. I think a lot of this obviously will depend on how they write her character, but I feel she at least has the setup to be a very strong character behind the scenes, similar to, say, Tywin Lannister, who you later find out to be politically savvy enough uh, to turn this instability into a position of strength for her. Um, Alison Tower, uh, uh, I also agree, could be interesting as a rival to Princess Rhaenyra. Um, and yes, uh, Rakan Stark's salty declaration uh, was pretty great. That, uh, that, that, that was like, oh my gosh, finally we have a little humor and levity in the episode, you know? And I don't even know if that was intended. Probably so. not. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really difficult when you compare this episode one to the original episode one of season one of Game of Thrones and just think about how well you knew everyone right away 
you know, you have, you know, oh, here's our loyal man. Here's this bratty girl. Here's this little tomboy who's also a brat. Yeah. Here's, uh, here are the Lannisters kicking kids out of windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you get so much actual characterization and answers to those characterizations right away. Yeah. Like, I don't actually really know if our little princess here did she want to rule? Does she just feel bad she's not a boy? So like Arya, she just doesn't get to play with swords. Right. I I don't really. I'm 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 kind of. She's just kind of vague, you know, vague against the grain girl, which is you know how might be written, how she might be written by people who don't know women. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So since this is, could you do it better? Is there anything you believe could have been done better in how the show uh, introduced the characters? I, I can start with, okay. with this one. Um, I mean, uh, but before I even answer it, just to quickly piggyback over what, what Sesh just, just yeah. said, because it falls in line, is, you know, imagine how much more fulfilling it would be, for example, if they had the princess actually watching the delivery of of her baby brother, you know, where you go ahead and you start with her wanting to be a princess, actually, you know, and, uh, you know, loving her dad, loving her mom, you know, and you show her witnessing that where, you know, they're the only two people in the room who who aren't okay with what's going on there, you know, and just seeing everything going on around them. And you just, you know, that is more heartbreaking than any of the gore you could have shown in that scene you know and then you basically go ahead and you have her like miserable and then like you know her demeanor immediately changes and then later that night she sees her best friend leaving her uh her dad the king's the king's room (laughs) and so she goes down like like to valerian to go ahead and just look at him like basically like imagining like flames all around Mm -hmm. only for her dad to basically come down and be like uh, hey, so uh, you're uh, the new heir to the throne, you know, and just see like like the immediate like break just in her face as she like I've accepts her fate exactly, you yeah. know, and it, that that that's what I'm saying. Like like yeah. it, in any case, you know, honestly, like and and that's just off at the top of my head. But I thought this episode was a complete mess when it came to the characters. It felt extremely <laughs> rushed, um, almost like they decided they wanted every single character in the series to get some screen time. So they just went through them at a frenetic pace, like, you know, trying to speed read a long shopping list. And, you know, as such, you know, almost every scene showed a character acting in a very generic, archetypal, and, and often one-dimensional fashion. Um, you know, I feel... They should have used the episode to spend more time on a few of the major characters and really get a broader and more well-rounded portrayal of those characters rather than try giving everyone some screen time. You know, if you look back at Game of Thrones, again, sorry for the comparison, but they did it, so I'm allowed. So almost (laughs) all of the main characters had enormous depth. And whether good or bad, they showed brilliant and varied shades of gray. And that's why those characters stood out so well. You know, for example, Littlefinger, yeah, he was extremely ambitious and conniving, but he didn't need to show that in every single scene. You know, in fact, it was his talks with Varys and everyone else where he wasn't being overtly conniving that gave him those humanizing qualities that popped. 
You know, same goes for Euron Greyjoy or Ramsay Bolton. Yeah, they were really bad guys, but they had humanizing aspects to them, and you had context as to why they were the way they were. Now, you compare that to, say, The Hand uh, in this show and Daemon Targaryen, and it's easy to see that a lot more work was needed here in the first episode. So for me, I would have cut the dragonflight scene, despite it being nice. I would have cut the Joust childbirth scene by several minutes. I mean, that thing went on forever. Uh, I would have cut the orgy, and I would have cut down the number of actors in this episode by maybe 50 to 75% to spend more time getting to know a handful of the characters a bit better. And I think that would have been a much better pilot than, than what showed here character-wise. Uh, you know, I, I think the show should have introduced Renera playing some kind of chess or military game to show her keen mind against um, the uh, against one of the people in the council, you know, to, um, to show it is clear that she can beat him, but she also has an understanding of politics. So she doesn't quite let him, she, she lets him win. She doesn't show how much better she is than they are. Uh, she then sees her father enter the cur- the the um, courts and assumes her position as 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 the cupbearer. I, I think the king should have been introduced with some warring group completely humiliating his wife for not producing an heir right in front of his daughter, and he stomachs it instead of standing up for his family. That and then seeing her reaction and seeing her her mom's reaction and that I think would would have tied together who they were and how they felt. Um, I, I think Damon should have been introduced wielding unbridled power and charisma against the, amongst the townsfolk only to show his grisly nature later. So basically people like do like him, yet he's rough. I mean, that's just a style choice. Maybe they do have him being something else. But um, show how people react to him with a mixture of fear and intrigue would be interesting. I also think not just with the writing, I think... If the scenes showed the people with like different lighting, I feel like there wasn't much difference in the setup. Like everything kind of ran together, and that was that wasn't the case with Game of Thrones. I don't think yeah. it seemed like every every setup was unique. So the characters kind of were a part of their scenery, and you kind of connected with that. While every everybody's in the same scenery, there's no difference. Yeah, more more interaction. Like, really, really, the only thing we saw that was different was when she was staring at you know the skull of Balerion. That yeah. was that was it for for yeah. the whole entire uh, entire episode. So you may, you bring up a good point there. Yeah, like the way they showed that too. It also just it should have felt way more magnificent than it did. It just it fell flat. Like I wouldn't be impressed with how big this dragon is. Tell me a story about the dragon. Make it more interesting. And it's like the story was just like lame. Oh he's the last big one who saw these guys. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Anything else? Wait wars? Did he eat entire hordes at a time? Like did he hunt on his own? What happened? Was he, you know, a baby to all the to all the Targaryens, the most gentle of the giants. Like I wanted to know, 
I don't know. I, it's just all of it really did fall flat. Like you said, like it's very, it's not dynamic. It doesn't show um, the different layers of the people at all. It barely shows layer one. Um, I think there is a chance of uh, Damon having more layers, but everyone else, like there's just, I mean, I, it's there's just no conflict. There isn't any conflict. They were struggling to find and make believe this conflict, like the brotherly <laughs> conflict of, uh, 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 Viserys and like Damon, it's like, okay, oh, you didn't have me be your hand, and so I'm mad at you. That's it. He's been brewing on that for like what? They said it was like how many years? <laughs> like, how many years? <laughs> That's it. That's literally it. And like, oh, these people don't like him. And like, what's what's the princess's conflict? Well, there, there's just they didn't even establish like any new conflict that was going on. Like, it wasn't nobody declared war. It's there's just there was nothing like the conflict is that they're still really sexist in the world <laughs> like you can have that but that's just it's oh god it's just such a it's such lazy writing <laughs> like just like see here's some sexism and we know that's bad so we know all our bad guys and our good guys and who they all are now go women but it's so it's I mean, it's there, and it's definitely an element in the series later on, too. So, like, oh, no, they didn't solve it in the series. But, no. yeah, like, what's, what's the conflict right now? Like, there's no, like, major conflict. They have, like, no... I mean, I was wondering what I wanted to see with this. I wanted a lot more hints. Like, absolutely one. No White Walker crap at all. That's <laughs> necessary in the series. That is not a conflict at all here. It, it will not be. You know it. It will not be. Get it out of there. Um, but I wanted to see stuff like, I want them to talk about, like, how they actually have used the dragon. So like we see a little dragon scene and it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then we see he has his red dragon. She has a little gold dragon. And like, cool, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What do they do? What are they having them do? What do they, tra- what do they train them to do? Like other than, you know, Dracarys. Yeah. But we already know. It's like not even a big moment for us, like in a way. Like there's just the conflict's just not there. It's just this one thing very predictable happened is oh, he's not gonna have an heir. Like that's it. Yeah. So there's so much more that they could have done with everything, even by stretching it as much as possible with what they have right now on the characters and how little they've established them. All of them could have been done more. So making big reaches. How do you think that now we're going to the next question? How do you think that the cinematography and the directing appealed to you? Not very appealing. Um, <laughs> I did. I did like some. Um, I don't feel like we got a lot of the uh, grandiose of King's Landing um, as we've seen before. And it's tough because I did feel like they were trying to establish that again, but it's like it felt more just like okay, we know this place, move move it along. <laughs> um, and uh, like directing, all the acting I think was fine. Like they were all excellent actors. It was all all very good. Um, the only directing I think a moment I might have been able to appreciate was uh, the uh, oh uh, uh, Corliss. I think I'm saying his name right with the dreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the only moment of directing I appreciated in this was him not accepting the wine during their meeting. 
So, Mm -hmm. and after also he was bringing up issues that are being, you know, put off to the side that might actually be, you know, worth bringing up to the council to deal with. Um, So I really, I got the sense just from that little thing that he's very clear headed. He's intelligent. He's not going to just be in these meetings to drink. He has a purpose and he's trying to live up to that. And then I was very pleased to see that, oh, this one person with this one moment of directing I like, um, oh, who's his wife? Oh, that one other interesting character that we got almost nothing from, but there's a lot of potential in. So I was very happy to see them paired off and that just made it all the more stronger that like now I know those things about her. I know she's clever. I know she's serious as well. I don't, you know, because a man like that wouldn't marry a woman otherwise. (laughs) So I I got a lot from just that little thing that he did and then seeing that it's them two together. Otherwise, like, I just, I think I despise the editing. I think it was really awful. I think we would have had, like, seeing the speech, um in the tavern would have been excellent to see for us to decide i think the the cutting between the fighting and the elbow deep in a pregnant lady's oh. abdomen uh yeah. that kind of stuff would have just been better just completely not edited like that at all yep yeah. yep so i i think there's very very little that i i uh, liked with the directing like the actors are some actors can act through bad directors um well well but other than that little I, moment in the council meeting i oh i it's hard for me to appreciate I, <laughs> any of it <laughs> i do want to cut in here a little bit because you know um it, it could be easy because it, it obviously sounds like most of us aren't aren't huge fans of the episode but you know it, it it might sound like we're 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 attacking the director here but but we're I, I don't think we really are like like here's the thing the director is Miguel Sapochnik who i mean many awards for this he's he's the same director who did battle of the bastards from game of thrones really? yeah which was which was scene. the absolute best Wow. best episode of that game of thrones so as far as i'm concerned yeah you know yeah i mean to, to something too i will say this is probably more of a writer's issue and what right. they were needing yeah. to show and it absolutely hurts something... I'm, sure, I'm sure there was some oversight with um because you know a director on a, on a tv series is definitely not the say all be all yeah. so i don't i don't really blame the director for this um no I think no he took for... the moments that he could and there were not written in there to for him to take a lot of good moments. <laughs> right, right. Like for me, I don't I don't know if it was the writing. Uh, I don't know from a directing standpoint. I like something felt like it just went wrong with this episode. Like I'm not sure if they had uh the draft of the script in and it got say return <laughs> from like uh the the network basically saying, "Hey, we need more of this here. We need more of this here." I'm not sure if, again, say the creators of the show, like I know George R. R. Martin, he was uh, in part of this, you know, uh, more so than even uh, the original Game of Thrones. So I, I'm not sure if he wanted to make sure that all of the characters were made, but it, it seemed like how the script was written, it, it seemed like it would be very hard for for anything to really shine in this one. I mean... I do think the directing, 
you know, could have, could have been better. Like for me, I, I should have counted the number of cuts in this episode. I mean, it felt like there was a cut once every three or four seconds, you know? And so for me, everything felt just really choppy and almost in fast motion while the storytelling itself felt plotting and, and expected, you know, it was a very surprising direction to go in my opinion, you know, there was this very strong deviation from the original series. This directing style seems like a better fit for a very high-paced action movie featuring, you know, main characters who can't practically uh, complete the stunts that, that they're tasked to do. So you have to cheat through the use of cuts. You know, for a historical fantasy series, usually longer, more seamless scenes would be far more fitting, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, knowing Miguel Sapochnik's previous work, that is his previous work. So mm -hmm. it, it just, there was a very major gap here from, from, I think, how the story typically is told. Maybe, maybe that's it. Typically, you direct it as such. This was directed much differently. And I know they want things to be very different from Game of Thrones or to have some differences in how they're showing, showing the, 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 the episode and the scenes, but I, I don't think this is the direction that, uh, that, that they're intending here. You know, on, on the bright side, the lighting was much better than in the final season of Game of Thrones. So that's a, that's a major plus, you know, and the dragon flight scene was, was beautiful, but. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I really the only directed scenes uh, uh, that 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 I enjoyed. Uh, I, I'm with Sash. I think were the small council scenes, which seemed underwhelming, but mm -hmm. likely and almost assuredly will have much larger effects later. Um, to me, I felt like the scenes weren't shot with the characters in mind as much as the general storyline. Um, I really. I'm not a fan of how they did the delivery. It was extremely traumatizing to focus on. And, and I, I, I get that that's what they were trying to get us to feel is angry and rage about how she was being treated. But I, I felt like the foreshadowing that led up to it was more like neon signs blaring that she wouldn't survive the birth. Uh, but back to the question, I didn't think there was a lot of time and thought put into the set up of each scene visually. So why hurt me like this? <laughs> you know, why, why are you going to start off with traumatize me without any extra layer of depth? Like I already know what you're going to do. I already, get the point, you know, it's just feeding into something just to feed into it, which hurt my feelings and gave me nightmares. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know some people go ahead and say, well, you know, going ahead and interspersing the delivery with the, with the jousting, um, uh, Coliseum that clearly looked like a uterus would, uh, you know, would, 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 would go ahead and be like, wow, this is artistic. This is monumental. But it's like, it's like, I, I mean, we get it. Like everybody watching this show gets it. Yeah. Oh my God. 
gosh. Yeah, it was it was really bad because I'm also like, wait, why are they all fighting? Are these like everyone's like heroes and all of these are house names and they're just like, yeah. mold, they're just mutilating each other and this is just to that like, point. Why? Yeah, to that and, point. For everybody's most important question, sex, gore, and violence. To your liking, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so like, yeah, the, the, these fight scenes were fine. Good for them. Um, like was, there was some fun. There was a couple of fun little bits. Where like, oh, they really do get hurt jousting. I don't think we even really saw that before. It's not really uh, like, okay, cool. Like, oh, neat, jousting could be bad, and they start fighting. It's like, okay, but why? <laughs> Like, why are you fighting? You're killing your, your friendly neighbors with with house names. Like yeah. this is okay. That's dumb. And then like the <laughs> honestly, like I, I, uh, watching fake stuff. I it, it's hard for me to find my uh, trigger points, even with like something like this. Like real is totally different for me. I can't like look at a sprained ankle, <laughs> but like I could watch this TV because for me it's very fake but <laughs> it was almost um like i mean i don't want to say watch it all the way through because of what it is in the content um but also watching it all the way through is almost like ridiculous gore it's almost funny because it's so bad but i said like their elbows were all the way in <laughs> like that's what it looked like, like <laughs> Why are there like <laughs> yeah? So they're they're doing a um, non non advanced medical C section. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. Except Sesh, Sesh not, we have a not. new and improved doctor doctor prescription. Yeah, it's an autopsy cut all the way down, and their hands are their arms are in her for the entire fight scene. This goes <laughs> on for not instantly dead like she's not it, it would she would it would not she would not there wouldn't be screaming there wouldn't be a back and forth like ow it hurts and what she was doing while this is all happening it's oh the blood loss yeah immediately it's all it's all there she it goes peacefully it's not gonna be like i'm sorry but it like it it was it got to the point of being ridiculous that she was alive as long as she was just to be screaming while these other we're intercutting with this other fight. Oh, like it's, I, I mean, like I don't want to say. It. The more I'm thinking on it, the more I'm like laughing. But I kind of am. Like it was really, it wasn't good. Like uh, on top of us already just knowing this is going to happen, we know it's gonna. She's not gonna be around for episode two. We just know this already because yeah. they're not subtle. No. And this is like beyond not subtle with what they were doing. Like she was alive long enough where I'm like. Wait, like, is she gonna make it? Like, is this that silly? Yeah, I know. It's just, yeah, it's just, and then like the inner cutting, and like, I did see their little thing at the end of the episode where it's like, remember how she said, "Boo, this is a woman's battlefield." I know. No, we get that. Thanks. She's just just being cut open. (laughs) That's not a battlefield. Like, this isn't. Also, that's stupid. of like the original um series where like yes yes that is you know the woman's duty and all of that it's just you know whatever yeah. how we're built in this world um 
but there were a lot of elements of, I mean, uh, like Catelyn Stark of just being such a backbone and having just yeah. such, you know, such um, words of wisdom and counsel. Like they really mm-hmm. had them where like, okay, they're not the leaders sometimes, uh, sexism, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they had their husband's counsel. Like they, they were uh, somebody for them to talk to. They were somebody that they can converse with, that they can plot with, that they can make these plans with and do all of these just they they had an intelligence to them and like we definitely did not see that with his mom like it's just there wasn't anything there for it like and they again like yeah it's just they made it so predictable and then it was just so like yeah i mean gore can kind of be fun when it's like oh whoa that's that's gross and kind of neat that they showed something like that but like this was like surprising this wasn't that like yeah it was very it was very um uh not like depraved it was depraved for like not yeah. it was the depraved wrong, and it didn't reasons, yeah. realize it was depraved yeah. which is worse the point of doing depraved gore <laughs> you have to know it is you have to know that you're like going for crazy shock value you have yeah. to not be silly with it and this was like kind of borderline silly which should not be <laughs> what it is there's no way they were going for that like yeah yeah, you know, yeah it's a big it's a big why you know yeah i was why i was able to tolerate all of that in game of thrones like the gore and the violence and the sex and all that mainly because the characters were interesting and i thought a deeper message was trying to be told in a very interesting and mysterious mm-hmm. way around it and and i let the violence and the sex pass because it felt like well it's genuine to the medieval type setting of the times and that's what the characters would do and that kind of thing However, in this series, it feels like it happens before any characters are developed <laughs> and it doesn't have a ton of bearing on the story. So it feels super superfluous. Um, yeah. It's just there for its own sake. And it's it feels intolerable to watch. Like, why, why do I have to see this woman brutally bleed to death for the story? It, it didn't help the story. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement. Like, there, there's no way around it. it. It was absolutely senseless in this episode. I mean, there was zero reason for any of it outside of the Kingsguard's attack on the criminal element in the city. Like, it's like, okay, you know, that's a plot point. Sure. You know, uh, it, it, everything else, it just felt gratuitous, simply to be gratuitous. And, you know, in my opinion, it completely took away from the story instead of adding to it. Yes, Game of Thrones certainly had more than a fair share of sex, gore, and violence. But I at least felt in many of those scenes there was a reason for it. Mm -hmm. This felt beyond forced. Almost like they did it because they needed to meet, you know, some sort of weird (laughs) sex and gore quota as as mandated by HBO. I mean, honestly, the whole thing felt felt asinine to the point where I was openly questioning why. Why, why am I spending time watching this, you know? And this is coming from someone who I, I very much like the Saw movies. Love them. <laughs> like, like I, I like gore, you know? I like horror, you know? Yeah, this, me too. This That's was, why this was so this, off. Yeah, yeah, this was like, 
you know, it Quentin Tarantino. Kind of missed the tone, like yeah, yeah. This like one... it was. I don't want to say like there was because a lot of the violence that we do see too is, um, except for you know the uh, the mother, the queen. Um, we don't like really see or know anyone who any of this violence is happening to. Which I, I mean, thinking back, I feel like a lot of the violence we saw, why so much of it was crazy, is because they were characters we knew, um, and that had character development happen to them. Um, I'm sure I'm, I'm, you know, there's there's a lot of scenes where it is just some here's have some violence with a bunch of randos, it's just rando violence, right? Um, but a lot of the times with those scenes, I feel like we got the characters' reactions that have the characters that have names like we kind of got to see their reaction to it like they're you know like there's they were able to notice it they were able to react to senseless violence so we have a question from one of our listeners uh party poopa eight do you think <laughs> do you think the time period gives good justification for the violence and gore I, I can take that one a little bit sure. before passing it off. I, I think that's a great question, um, you know, um, because, yes, it's a dark time. You know, clearly you don't have modern medicine like like you have a different sense of morals and ethics. You know, there's disease, other things like that, that, that I do come into play. But I would say that if you're going to go that route, do it in a way that that progresses the story that adds to it, adds intrigue, you know, add something additional to the scenes, be like, oh, like, for example, I'll go back to Battle of the Bastards because we already brought it up. Yeah, seeing like, like people trying to climb through bodies to avoid suffocation, you know, or, or dying in like the mud, like there, <laughs> there, 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 there are, there are- I'm sorry, I had a funny thought, but I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> You know, they're, 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 <laughs> I have a feeling I know where you're going, but <laughs> you know, there needs to be a reason for what they're, for what they're doing. And, and I'll say again, you know, you have the princess and they're watching this happen to her mom. Okay. Like, that's a reason. Yeah, I still wouldn't have spent so much time on it, but that's a reason. Like, on yeah, but it's like, what was, what was gained from it would be my question. That's a very good question. You know, you didn't learn anything about the the father, the king, you know, uh, you didn't learn much about the medical staff other than they don't really care, you know, what the woman thinks, right. you know, we but did it, learn didn't, something. it didn't change with anything. This, with this era, we did learn something. <laughs> they should have sanded the throne a little bit so it would stop cutting him and giving him infections. Yeah. <laughs> like obvious foreshadowing. I mean, I don't know what episode he's going to die, but we all know he's going to die probably right. real soon. Um, <laughs> just uh, like he's literally just like he's literally just sitting on the throne getting himself cut up. Like his finger, he got his finger cut. We saw the back wound. Like, is nobody going to sand this or, <laughs> or make it a little bit more comfortable? We do see that they, you know, sand it and do stuff to it over the next hundred and. 70 years because uh, all of the knives aren't there on the, the walkway up. So they did something, they realized it eventually, but yeah, it's just spoke, spiky throne that stab, literally stabs who's on there. Um, as far as time era and the violence for it, I mean, it's it's all made up, so sure. <laughs> um, 
so that that's actually what made me think of the king and and um stabby throne uh it was because like it, it's you know they're in they're in a peacetime in this era that we're at and currently in this episode um there's no wars breaking out really like it's not you know like there's not really a, again a justification for any violence in this episode they, they really shoehorned it in uh essentially but seeing stuff like if you do want to get into period piece and compare it to real history and there's just not like advanced medical technologies or understanding that made me think of his back wound and just how terrible all the clerics and everyone is in this made makeup era so yeah. I, i'm a little excited to see if they do i mean how they're going to do that with him um I mean, I honestly kind of think of that too. Like he, he literally is going to die because he sat in the chair. Like it's kind yeah. of going to be a funny death for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but I didn't really feel like I was in that place, in the location. I didn't get the sense of immersion into their world. I'm not oh, sure like it was why. all CGI and they didn't do or build anything? Yeah. I just, <laughs> Which I don't know. I mean, I might be wrong on that, but there was something flat about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, now it comes to the big central question of our show today. Will we continue watching and how do we rate this episode? Uh, you want to start it off, Jonathan? You look excited. Oh, boy. Yeah, excited. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I always feel bad for stuff like this because, uh, yeah, I, I hate giving bad bad reviews. I mean, this is somebody's creative work, yeah. you know, and they, they go there. But, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, this was a positively brutal episode for me um, and uh, very worrisome as a premiere episode. As In my opinion, a lot of work is needed to bring this to a level of quality that a long-running show deserves. Um, overall, I give this episode... A D minus, like maybe a three out of a 10, which, you know, for the record, that's lower than I rated anything from Game of Thrones, even season eight, where that episode was shot entirely in the dark, you know, and, <laughs> you know, that, that said, you know, I, I will give it this, you know, pilots do sometimes fall flat, you know, it, it needs to be known, you know, and it does sometimes take show several episodes to find a rhythm as they spend more time on the individual storylines and the characters rather than the introductory world building. Um, and I think that was the main problem here is that their world building this episode was just not good. You know, it, I think if they would have condensed it on, on just a much smaller part, mm -hmm. it could have been really successful, but it just seemed like they were trying to take on, on everything and just put it in the episode and you, you, you just can't do that for a show. It, it, it doesn't really work when you have something this complex with this many characters, with this many storylines. So as such, uh, I, I'm willing to watch a few more episodes to see if the show can progress uh, to, to the point that that's needed. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do think that's, that's only fair. Like, and if it does great, you know, yeah, I'll continue watching it. Wonderful. You know, but based off of this first episode, I'd be lying if I said my, my hand wasn't creeping towards the big red eject button right now. 
Yeah, for me, um, two out of a ten. Um, I might watch one more episode to see how the mature characters take on their roles and if maybe they just need an episode to get into stride with that. Uh, I just didn't like how I was treated. <laughs> I felt like as an audience <laughs> member, I was a bit abused. It just didn't feel good. Um, I didn't feel like the development was there. I didn't feel like I was, I, I don't know. I, 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 I guess a strange thing that pops into my mind is I don't even know what temperature it is there. Like, you know, <laughs> with the game of like in the beginning, it's like, Oh, it's cold. Like we're, oh, we're batting down. Like we're here. We're all, oh, we're suffering. You know, it's like, what? You don't even know what they, they don't, take me to a place, I guess is what I'm saying. That's a very interesting point you bring up too, because thinking on it, I mean, not only do we not really have any uh, good original music, right. um, mm -hmm. we don't have our opening at all. We have nothing. Right. Uh, couldn't be blander. Um, I also feel like a lot of the wardrobe choices were very... Uh, they weren't distinct. I don't want to say they were bad because, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's all lovely and stuff, but they definitely were not distinct at all. Whereas I think that was maybe one of my most favorite things that they did in the original was you could kind of just tell who or where someone was from based on their clothes, even though there were multiple, you know, flowy clothing looks um, in the warmer climates there were multiple winter looks, there were multiple cold climate looks, like there was so much diversity and like just what their wardrobes were that it actually, you could just pin out who was who from that alone. Mm -hmm. And that kind of wasn't really in this so much either. Um, I mean, I, and we've kind of seen what the Targaryen outfits are, I would assume um, something similar to what she was wearing throughout the later seasons, especially. Um, and I didn't really see that reflected in what we're, we're seeing them wear. Like they kind of still just look like Lannisters to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so for me, like, uh, I just want to talk about the clothes cause that just popped in my head, but, mm -hmm. um, I give it maybe a four. Um, I definitely would echo and it's basically all just on potential, not at all based on what I've actually seen. <laughs> um, so it has, uh, like, I, I am intrigued. I don't know what direction some of the characters will go in morally. Like I said, I, I suspect Damon is going to be more good than they've led us to believe. Um, they're just red herring him, I think. Um, mm. uh, Carlos and the queen who never was, I do suspect they will be very good and likable, but then also very conniving, and I think they might do some very evil things in the future possibly as well which would be very interesting other than that i don't think anyone has any potential to surprise anyone <laughs> um but i will also echo too that i have ended up liking a large amount of shows where i really do not care for the pilot so again another thing that is it something I've seen that I like? I haven't seen anything I liked yet. I just see the potential to like it. Right. So I guess we're here next 
next episode then. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I guess it's outro time, which I still <laughs> haven't written after all of these years. That, oh, that's fine. You can, man. You can do that while we are also um, talking about, like, why don't we just completely suffer through the entire series no matter what and whoa. we hate ourselves oh, and watch whoa. a bad whoa, series. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> If there is another delivery on this show, I am running away. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, if you want to watch a bad thing also, like I, uh, if I can get through the entire Resident Evil series, I think I can get through this. I don't think this is going to be that bad it, compared to that one. It, it could be very bad. <laughs> elbow sesh, elbows, come on. <laughs> and... On that note, and our word of the day. Um, <laughs> TBD if we're doing more of this series, I guess. It is the unwatchable. It is, it is time for our, uh, our outro. Um, so all of you tubers, you twitchers, uh, you pod people, and I think recently Spotify? Yes. Oh, we did get it. Okay. And Spotify. I, I'll have to come up with a good name for you people. Uh, spotters. <laughs> spotters, yeah. Spot a fly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, thank you all for uh, for watching and listening. Uh, for those who, uh, again, participate in the stream, thank you so much as uh, as well. Honestly, this means a, a lot to us. Um, since you got through this whole thing, feel free to share, like, subscribe, uh, heart thumbs up and uh, whatever Spotify does. Um, I'll get back to you on that in the future. Uh, but thank you so much for, for watching. You know, we like entertaining people and we like talking about uh, 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 the show. So next and Monday then, night at eight? Yes. Uh, out, yes. Next Monday night, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, uh, I think we'll go live again to uh, discuss uh the next episode, episode two. Um, so that is uh, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, and we'll go ahead and uh, hope to have uh, a lot more fun than we had this episode. I I have a hard time believing this next episode is going to be uh, be as bad as this one. Like, 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 I, I can't Ooh. imagine it. I, yeah, I think oh, it's got to be much better. See, that's the hope I'm talking about. Is it possible it's going to get worse? <laughs> and on that note, until next week, could you do it better? All right, bye, guys. I was not ready for that song. <laughs>